the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for lending me those ears. And if you're watching this on video, the eyeballs are appreciated as well. One of the questions I often get is, Victor, how do I create an effective sales pitch or sales presentation? To which I always say, well, it depends. And they respond, well, it depends on what? Depends on the context of the actual presentation or conversation. So, for example, let's go through this because there's four different scenarios. That's it, four scenarios. The first one is it's a one on one conversation, right? It's you and I talking, it's me trying to sell you on either closing the deal or advancing the sale. Number two is one to a group of people. So, one to one or one to two, you know, if you're talking to a couple, if you're doing residential uh, business or it's one to a group. So typically one to one or one to a group. Now, the second part of that context is we're trying to advance the sale or we're trying to close a deal. What are we trying to do? Okay. So now if you can kind of visualize the matrix in your head, if you're doing, is it one-on-one -on -one or is it one to a group? Are we trying to advance the sale or are we just trying to close the deal? Let's go through all four scenarios. Let's say it's a one-on-one -on -one, and what you're trying to do is close the deal. Well, again, if you're going for the close, let's say it's a something, it's a short sale cycle, you could close the deal, then that type of presentation requires you to connect with the client, empathize with them, educate them, as I always say, and then give them options and let them choose which option they prefer. Now, if it's one to a group, what typically happens is that now you have more decision makers in a room and each person in there probably has their own agenda, the reason why they want to buy or even worse, why not, why they don't want to buy. Our job is to figure out who's in the room. I like to use this acronym called MUTE, M-U-T-E. You typically have a management buyer, a user buyer, a technical buyer, and then an economic buyer. A management buyer may be like the CXO of the company, right? It could be the CEO, the CIO, the CFO. Then there's the user buyer. These are people who are actually going to use your product or service. Then you have a technical buyer. These are people who look at the specifications of the product or service that you're actually offering. And then the fourth one in the MUTE acronym is the economic buyer. These people only care about pricing. This is like purchasing, for example. So let's say you have the MUTE buyers in there, right? Management, user, technical, economic buyer. Now what you have to do is make sure in your presentation that you have enough what I call mental candy for each one. What do I mean by that? For the management buyer, we're typically talking about return on investment, break-even points, and things of that nature. They're looking at growth. A user buyer is looking at how can I use this new software, for example, and is it easy to use, and how will it change my life? Those are the questions you have to answer in that presentation. For a technical buyer, well, they're looking at what features, what functionalities does the product have? Is it inoperable with my existing platform? In other words, is it integratable? Is it upgradable? Is it expandable? They're looking at the technical side of the deal. The economic buyer is obviously looking at price, right? And how this is going to help them save money or reduce costs. And so if in your presentation, you can hit all four of those, give them mental candy to the management buyer, the user buyer, the technical buyer, and the economic buyer, you will have a powerful presentation. So we've covered one-on-one, -on -one, one to a group. And again, one to a group is much harder. Now, let's move over to the type of sale. That is to close the deal on the spot or move it to the next stage. If you're trying to close a deal on the spot, doing a one-on-one -on -one conversation, trying to close a deal right there and then, is I'm not saying it's easy, but it's very doable. Trying to close a deal 
on the spot with a group of buyers becomes that much more difficult. In other words, when you're talking to four types of buyers, and by the way, because there's four types of buyers, it doesn't mean there's only four people in the room. Because you have these four types of buyers, there actually might be five, 10, 15 people in the room. So that becomes a hard close as far as getting it done right there and then. So if it's one-on-one, -on -one, you can probably close the deal. If it's one to a group, you're gonna have to go through multiple stages, which takes us to our next point. If you can't close the deal there and then, then typically you're going to have to move to the next stage or the second phase of trying to close the deal. In other words, you've done your presentation. Now it's time to move to the second phase. Maybe it's a field trial. Maybe it's a demo. Whatever it may be, this is going to be a longer sales cycle. So as you can see, if I'm doing a one-on-one -on -one conversation trying to close a deal, one-on-one -on -one trying to get to the next stage, those are two different types of presentations. If I'm doing one to a group and I'm trying to close the deal, very difficult. That's one type of presentation or one to a group, but I'm moving to the next, advancing the sale. That's a different type of presentation. So as you think about how you put your presentations together, ask yourself, am I doing one-on-one -on -one or is it one to a group? Second question, am I trying to close a deal there or am I trying to advance the sale to the next stage or the next step? Again, depending on which group or which category you're in will determine how effective your presentation should be. For example, if it's one-on-one, -on -one, you can go for a close. But if it's one to a group, you may think that the close is actually the next phase. So then we focus on the presentations. How do we go to the next phase? When I get to the end of the presentation, what am I asking for? If I'm trying to close a deal, I can present three options, right? A, B, or C, if I'm trying to close right there and then. But if I'm trying to advance the sale, then what I need to do is offer options in terms of what's the next step. For example, let's say that it's a software project and the next step is to get them to use the software package. Then my close is going to be something along the lines of, when can we set up our first trial with your company? When can we come over, so to speak, and actually install our software or give you access to our software so you can begin using it? Or it may be, when can we set up our training with your team so they can try using our software to see how it fits within your company? So as you can see, you got two types of presentations, close the deal, advance the sale. Each one requires a different approach. So keep this in mind moving forward. And on that note, that's it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Give me some feedback back on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Let me know what you think. How do you approach it? How do you close deals? And how, what's, what's that closing question to close the deal? Or what's that closing question to actually advance the sale? We'd love to hear your feedback. And after you do that, check out the Sales Velocity Academy. Got some great new courses. We just added a new one on how to actually deal with difficult people. So if you're a manager, we got a new course called managing difficult people. So check out the new curriculum at the salesvelocityacademy.com. And on that note, this is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.